podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 115 of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Episode number 115 and final episode of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Yeah, you heard that correctly. As of this week, there will be no more Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Yeah. Now... Do not get too excited, as it's not the end of my weekly podcast. No, I will be back next week with another podcast. Now, is it going to be different content than the Weird Podcast? For any Spanish people, niente. It's going to be the exact same kind of content, except the podcast is going to be renamed and rebranded, instead of Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, to the Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott. So why am I renaming the podcast? Listen, basically, long story short, I got some merchandise done. I got some stickers made for the Boytown podcast that I do with Shane, and I got some stickers made for Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. I looked at the podcast logo, and I thought, nah, no one's going to stick that anywhere. It's a very childlike logo. It's got my big mush on it. I mean, I can't see people wanting to stick that anywhere other than sideways and straight up your candy ass sorry that was a rock wrestling reference there for anyone that didn't know that but yeah basically you know to try and improve and develop the podcast you know I felt like I needed a slight change not even in direction just a change in branding and a change of look I need something that's a logo that you look at and go mmm shit baby that's some sexy ass shit you know what I'm saying I want people to look at it and go, mmm, that is nice. You know, I want people to think, hey, I tell you what, that logo, I could wear that. I could wear that on a t-shirt. I could wear that on a hat. I could wear that on a sticker on my forehead. You know, I could get that tattooed on my back, on my balls. I, I mean, I don't know where people get tattooed. But what I'm saying is that we need to move on under a new name. We need rebrand no longer. We Opal Fruits, my friend, Nish, Nish. We are Starburst. You know, that's what we're going for. And sometimes that needs to happen, you know. And when I actually looked at the stickers and I saw the name of the podcast, Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. If anyone asks me what the podcast is called, oh, it's called Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. Weird, you know, that's a weird name in itself. Weird, it's got my name in the actual title of the podcast. Like any podcast I listen to, you've like Tiger Belly, Fighter and the Kid, King and the Sting, the church of what's happening now, you know, all these podcasts don't have the name of the person in them. It's sort of like a brand. It's a, you know, it's a name in itself. So I felt that that should be something I need to look at. And I was like, what could encapsulate me? I'm like, you know, I'm a bit weird. Obviously the podcast can get a bit weird. The reason it was called the weird podcast in the first instance was because I wanted to do a podcast in addition to the Boytown podcast whereby I could just have no constraints. You know what I mean? I couldn't be stuck to be expecting to follow a format or of certain segments. I could just come on. I could go off in tangents. It could become something. Get a bit strange. Get a bit weird. No pressure. And do that. And hey, I felt that I've done it. But I felt over the last number of weeks that, you know, things are getting a bit stale. They need to, like, freshen up. And just actually physically seeing the look of the the logo and the branding that I was using for the weird podcast, I just went, nah. So I've got a new logo. I've got the Sly Guy podcast ready to rock next week. It's sexy. It's stylish. There's variations. And it's dropping next week. So, I mean, some people have been in touch to be like, Guy, why are you ditching this podcast? I'm not. The podcast is going to be the same. It's going to be me. It's going to be me chatting about stuff. Albeit, it's giving me a little bit more sass. I can be a little bit slyer, you can ask me questions and I can just be a little wee bit more closer to the bone because I am a sly guy and it's a sly guy podcast, you know what I'm saying? So again, why did I stick with a sly guy? I just liked it, it was the first thing I thought of, checked it up, there's no pre-existing podcast called that, bingo, done. Two times ten plus one, Romeo done, we're on, we're at it. But in a some way, you know, it's um, a little bit, it, it, it's a little bit... Sad, you know, because I've enjoyed doing the weird podcast. I've had great hopes for it. And again, part of the hopes that were moving forward with the podcast, 
and this is the change. So I'm excited. I've got my heart set on it now, and I'm ready to go. I touched the microphone there. Should not have done that. Very sensitive. Very sensitive when you touch it. Don't you touch it. It's like a, my fucking man clad. Don't you? Don't you fucking touch it. It's fucking sensitive, you fucker. Yeah, sorry about that if anyone uh, felt the wee, uh, when he touched the fucking mic. Uh, so fucking sensitive, you fucker. I'm gonna come. <laughs> That's not the way I, I do that when I do. <laughs> but hey, we're flying. So yeah, I've got that out of the way. It's kind of weird to be the at the end of this podcast because, listen, it served a purpose, you know. It served a purpose of what we needed. We needed to get me putting out stuff every week. So now I'm doing that and I can crack on. I can start ordering a backdrop for the Sly Guy podcast. I can debut my artwork. Mm. You know, I can show people what I'm all about and I can just move forward. And I think you guys will appreciate the look of the new podcast. I think you will appreciate that um, you have to evolve, you know, you need to evolve and adapt, that's all part of it, and that's what we're going to do, and hopefully all you people who have been so loyal to this podcast and to me over the last, you know, fuck, maybe a couple of years, like, that's how mad it was actually looking back, and which made me get a wee bit like, oh, a wee weird podcast coming to an end, it made me a little bit emotional, but then I looked at the bigger picture and went, nah, we gotta, we got to evolve, you know, adapt and evolve. That's what we're all about. Um, I realized like some of the big moments of my life were captured in episodes of this podcast, like the episode um, of the podcast that I did just after Holly was born. You know, that was pretty mad, like a journal of me, um, you know, recording some pretty important things in my life. Hey, I got married whilst recording this podcast. I mean, not literally during it, but when I was doing this, so that was pretty cool, but now I'm excited to see where things will go on the way forward, what new challenges there are ahead of me, looking at things too, I want to up the listenership, I want to up um, the wider appeal, I want people who maybe don't listen to my podcast to maybe see this and, you know, go, I'll check that out, and then inevitably, when they come and hear it, they'll be like, fuck, why didn't I listen to this shit earlier, and it'll be, because I didn't like the logo, Fair enough, you know what I mean? Brand appeal, moving forward, businessman. Want to become full-time at this stuff, you know? So I need to be tuned in. You know, and we are. I've still got the positivity of the new year. You know, I'm still a tuned-in guy. Now, 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 you're probably going yourself, Dave, over the last few weeks, you've done a bit of national trusting. You know, you've been to the National Trust, you've been talking about the National Trust, you're saying you are the brand ambassador of the National Trust. Well, guess what? You guessed it, we've fallen out. Now, how have I fallen out with the National Trust? I hear you ask, well, let me just tell you. Long story short, for anyone that didn't see, I put some, uh, I put some um, stories up on my Instagram about my times um, going to the National Trust and I just happened to, for a bit of banter, say I was a hashtag brand ambassador and um, as part of that I did a story where I said, listen, you know, if you um, enjoy the story, you're doing some stuff, um, you know, you could possibly win a couple of tickets to the National Trust, right? Fair enough, that's all good. Then, lo and behold... I get a message from the National Trust on Instagram. I'm thinking to myself, it's official. We're about to become business partners, right? I'm thinking to myself, we're about to sign up. The brand ambassadorship is about to be made official. I'm going to be signing it like the Ulster Covenant in blood, like Carson himself. Give me it, right? But what actually happened was as follows. Get a message from the National Trust. And my bum, let's just say, was smacked. So the National Trust says, Hi Dave, thank you for tagging us in your content at the weekend. Not content, it's a story. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed your visit to the Argory. You mentioned in your content, again story, uh, that you are a brand ambassador for the National Trust NI and had tickets to give away, but we don't have any such official partnerships set up. Have you ever liaised directly with any of our team on this? And I'm like, oh, excuse me, do 
I have to, Grandpa, do it. And what I said was, High National Trust. I noticed you didn't have a yet after your line. We don't have any such official partnership set up, but I'll let that go. The whole brand ambassador thing is tongue-in-cheek, and I'm sure all my followers recognize this. The person who won the hashtag, not hashtag, in brackets, not brackets, in speech marks, free tickets, was a fellow comedian, and I knew this and knew this wasn't real, so I wasn't actually promising anything. You know, that being said, my National Trust stories have been very popular, viewed by lots of people, and I think it's a positive thing for the National Trust. Thank you, Dave, right? To which they replied saying, Hey Dave, it's fantastic to hear that you're a big fan of the National Trust, and thanks for your support. We totally understand your tongue-in-cheek approach, but would prefer if you didn't call yourself a brand ambassador in case people think it's an officially endorsed partnership. Delighted for you to continue creating content and tagging us in your adventures. Enjoy exploring. Hey Gramps, whoever's in charge of the National Trust's social media, you know, you're not getting tagged my content anymore because you know what? You're unappreciative, you know? I've been doing these stories and people have been getting back to me saying, hey guy, I enjoyed those stories. A lot of people have been going to the National Trust, sending me videos of their times there. You know what I mean? And, and you know, I, I do consider myself to some extent uh, still the unofficial brand ambassador of the National Trust. Now being a bigger, grown-up, adult man, I'm going to still go to the National Trust. You know, I'm still going to just be like, hey like, guys, do that. But, you know, at the same time, my feelings were hurt. Now, before I end that, did I reply to that message from the National Trust? Yes, I did. And I said, as a mature adult, I said, I feel you've cut me to the core there, National Trust. I know when I'm not wanted. Crawfordsburn Country Park this weekend, it is. Now, was that maybe the most mature response? No, but was it how I was feeling at the time? Yes, am I an emotional guy? Do I respond to things in the heat of the moment? Yeah, I do. But listen, National Trust is not a sponsor of this podcast, not an official brand ambassador. You know what? And guess what? Even if I was offered one right now by the National Trust, I would say, yes, I would do it 100%. I love it. I love exercise. I love being out walking. I love just spending time in nature. That's why people call me the nature boy, David Elliott. You know, a lot of people do call me nature boy. A lot of people don't call me nature boy. From now on going forward, call me the nature boy. But besides that, National Trust, don't be slinging shit my way, all right, guys, don't be doing it, <clears throat> because I've had enough shit in my life this week, you know, and when you're like, oh no, well, something happened to you, daddy, I mean, no one calls me daddy, really, apart from my, my child, um, but what I'm going to say to you is, not uh, shit in terms of bad, but it was bad, but also in terms of quite literal shit, I have had quite literal shit on me and in me this week, and I mean, and I don't like it, you said, how does that work? Let me explain. If any of you guys listened or watched the Boytown podcast this week, you would see that um, I have had quite an event. Um, and it was quite a, a moment um, on the podcast. I discussed standing in dog shit. I discussed standing in dog shit. I discussed getting dog shit on my hand, thinking it was coffee and licking it, and I was very angry about it. You know, I walked dog shit through the studio, I was covered in dog shit, I smelled like dog shit, I ate dog shit, the whole experience was dog shit. That was fine, finished the podcast, all good, then decided to go home, because that's what happens, you go home after you record the podcast, and discovered on my way home that it wasn't dog shit, it was in fact human shit. Now, I'm going to say it out loud. I wasn't a fan of that, you know. You can sing scabbity bap bap doobida ding dang dong until the cats come home. I'm not a scat man. I didn't like it. I was grossed out. I came down the steps. I had my little light on. I was like, where's this dog shit? I can get a stick and just flick it into the undergrowth. Look down and see a big dollop of shite with some toilet roll on top of it. Look to the left. Couple of sheets of toilet roll with shit smears on them, thrown aside, and just a toilet roll that had been melted in the rain. And therefore, I concluded that I had in fact stood in human shit. Somebody walked down the alleyway down where we record the podcast and just done a dump and left it there. And then, by proxy, I also then realized that I had put 
human shit in my mouth when I thought it wasn't shit in my hand. I thought it was coffee. I smelt it. It didn't smell like shit then. For some reason, quicker than a hiccup, without a thought in the world, I licked my hand and I licked it. It wasn't coffee. It was shit. So if you're the person who did that shit, you know, know fine well that this guy, Dave Elliott, has licked your shit, you know, and hope you enjoy it because... You know, I didn't. I'm over it a bit now because I thought for a bit of time that I would would die in my sleep. I thought I might become infected by whatever it is. Um, you know, in many respects, for a couple of days there, I just thought that I had, in fact, started and spread the coronavirus. I thought that was me that had done that by licking that human shit. Thankfully, it wasn't me that did that. It was just, um, you know, someone who actually ate bat soup. You know, you see that, the coronavirus, like how did it actually start? And they were like, well, let me just butt in here and tell you what happened. You know, this virus is spreading across the world that people haven't really seen before. It's a very dangerous strain virus, um, similar to, I think, to that, that like super flu, swine flu or something was kicking about the coronavirus. It started because somebody ate bat soup, you know, soup with an actual bat in it. You know, soup with an animal that's there out of the skies. You know, stu- like, what is it with those Asian guys? You know, we've talked about through about this podcast over 115 episodes about the two weirdest nations of people in the world are the United States and the Chinese. And why are people in China being like, listen, you know what would make this vegetable soup pretty nice? And they're like, what? And they're like, just fuck a big dead bat in it. Like, all right, it's not the person who suggested it that I'm angry at. It's a person that went, good idea. We'll go for it. You know, imagine you're sitting making up a nice minestrone. And you're like, what What would make this minestrone taste a bit better? Be like, mm, I don't know. Maybe fuck a meerkat on it. What? Maybe just fucking go to that, uh, that pet shop in ours, nick a meerkat, snap its neck and fuck it in your minestrone. And someone going you know what, good idea, I'm all for that, let's do that, um, what about that um, vegetable broth you're making over there, vegetable broth, gotta be vegetarian, dead on, stick a salamander in it, salmon, no salamander, you know, crack its back, fuck it in the soup, you know, that that's what they're doing in China, and if you saw the picture, it's just a, cor- a bat corpse, a dead bat, just sitting, looking unhappy. Because if you're a bat and you're living, you're just flying about, you know, you're not really seeing anything because you're blind as fuck. But these big ears, you're hearing stuff, and you're being oh, really sensitive to things. That's fine. But the last thing you want to do is just be cracked and dropped in a soup. You know, you don't want to be just dropped in there like as if you're a boiled egg. You don't want to be, you shouldn't be in a soup. You should be upside down in a cave, letting all the blood run to your big schnoz. You know, that's what you should be doing as a bat, not being eaten by some Chinese guy. And then, lo and behold, the Chinese guy gets the coronavirus. Tough shit. Get it into you. Enjoy it. Because you're the man who's fucking dense enough to think it makes sense to eat a bat in your soup. Man, where do we even begin to start with that? You know, people are weird. You know, I know a lot of people are, are like, oh, cultures are different, Dave. You're being really... Name me another culture that eats bat, please. Because, I mean, like, I, I often look at foods... As you know, because I'm a kind of fat guy, like, so, I mean, it's a lot of my time spent looking at food. Then sometimes I look at certain foods and go, when that food started, who decided that's going in my mouth? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, who decided, who's sitting there in a field one day, kicking back, a bit of barley in the mouth, just looking and seeing this little winged thing with skinny scrawny legs and like a ball sack under its chin just going around the field and then all of a sudden it stops up it's going Ugh. and then the guy's looking at it going is that bird doing a shit in fact oh no it's popping something out of its arse oh it's an egg let me go and see what I can do with that thing that just came out of that chicken's arse and then someone's looked at an egg and gone tell you they'll break it and what's coming out of it? This stinking, gloopy, gooey, cum-like looking substance. And they're like, tell you what I'll do. Add a bit of heat to it and eat it. No, thank you. 
No, thank you. Don't do that. Also, caviar, another thing. Don't eat that. Pate. You know, who's seen a dead animal on the side of a road? Bit of roadkill. They've looked across at it. They've gone, what's that over there? That's a dead cow. Sweet. The old entrails are hanging out here. I'll tell you what I'll do. Take its, uh, I'll take its innards and I'll mash it up real good. I'll fuck some garlic in it and I'll eat it. I'll tell you who, a sociopath. That's who does that kind of thing. Mad people. You know, even things like gooseberries. You know who to just look at a gooseberry tree and go, tell you what, I'll eat that. A kiwi looks like a bollocks. Who looks at a kiwi and goes, mm, wouldn't mind that hurry bollocks in my mouth. Do you know? Food's weird, and I appreciate where we're at now that it's already been discovered and none of these freak people are kicking about being like, do you want to try this? What is it? Oh, it's a dead animal's hole. Eh, nah, guy. You, I think I'll just stick to eating those berries that fell out of the tree and I can make yummy berry jam, you know? It's mental. And how, who just invented bread? You know, how decide, who decided to mix all these things together to get something else I mean it's it's marvellous it's mental it's mad it's weird that's turn and that's just that's just food and diet I think maybe part of my reason for being kind of um, startled of food is that I have been cutting out um, I know a lot of you you, you listeners will be have been sort of following my kind of weight over the last number of years and again I tried to do the heavyweight cut with Colin last year and it was just a bad year for me. I let myself get real fat. But good news is, after a couple of weeks of just losing like a pound here and a pound there, I lost five this week. Made the necessary changes, getting results. You know, feeling good, feeling more limber, feeling a bit fitter, feeling a bit happier, sleeping better. Life's just better when you're, you, you care about yourself a bit. You know, I think if you care a bit more about your, your physical self not necessarily how you look but just what you put in your body like it's very true that if you have a ferrari and you fill it full of cow shit it'll not run do you know what i mean you need to put that real nice fuel in it you know and that's the same with the human body you need to eat well to feel better and that's how i'm feeling like i feel like i'm not super jacked like i'm looking at my arms going i don't like that but i'm feeling more like athletic at the minute feeling more fit i'm feeling more ready to to just, you know, be a healthy guy. And it's nice. So another five pounds off this week. I'm still maybe three and a half stone away from where I want to be. But listen, every day, every day I'm shuffling. Do, 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 you. Um, but no, every day I'm kind of getting better and better, you know, in terms of sticking to things, training. This week's going to be a nice week because I've got plenty of days where I can just go to the gym which is good, um, and it's helping me because, as I said to you guys, I'm trying to improve everything to move forward. I'm trying to improve the professionalism of the podcast. I'm trying to pr- improve um, my stand-up. I'm trying to improve um, my opportunity to get more roles and things. I'm trying to act more. I'm trying to write more. I'm trying to take more work on. And I had a, week, I had a day off last week where I had a couple of meetings, lots of promising things, so lots of writing projects coming up, filming projects coming up. I've got some possible new work coming up as well it might be interesting for some of you guys to see me in too so all in all it's been a really good time and i feel like at the crux of everything at the bottom of it all i need to be healthier you know because uh, i think it was getting to a point where i was on stage doing stand-up and up 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 run in the run up to christmas what the hell and um i remember being on stage being like oh, i am struggling to breathe you know and that's not ideal if you're out of breath when you're standing you know, if I was running or standing, I was standing and I was out of breath. So that made me go, right, okay, there needs to be a bit of a change here. So that kickstarted me. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm working towards things. And then I had my first gig of the year. I took a nice break over Christmas. I replenished my batteries. I recharged. I took some time out to make plans. And now I'm ready to hit this year. I'm ready to hit this year so hard. I'm knocking it unconscious. I'm the Mike Tyson of this year. I'm knocking it out, you know. And I did a gig in Balamina at the front page bar. And I loved it. Now, it was kind of billed as if it was my tour show, but there was a few other acts on in the night. Um, Paddy McGackie, who runs the show, was just like, hey, just do a headline set. So it did maybe half 
an hour worth of material from the dad show, just running some bits ahead of the gigs coming up this week. And then I just added some classic bits, you know. Um, I've been very closely flirting with um, doing some new bits in the dad show. Um, I'm going to just do it, you know, because at the end of the day, I want the show to be as good as possible. Um, I'm happy with it myself. I just think that the new bits I've come up with are very sexy i'm looking forward to doing them i get a wee bit giddy when i do stand up and have new bits that i think are funny i'm like oh i can't wait to tell people this and that's how i feel with these wee bits i have a couple of bits that, that sort of fit into the show so i'm going to maybe add that in um from a show at bogan's on friday so any of you guys in the sort of oma tarun fermanagh you know the west coast the west side of Northern Ireland out there, if that's what you call it, if you want to call it the North of Ireland, I can really give a fuck, but uh, it's Northern Ireland because that's what the map says. So if you're out in that West Coast, come and see me in Bogans. Let me tell you stories about being a daddy. You know, a lot of people may be going, well, I'm not a daddy, I'll not enjoy. You will. It's funny. It's a good show about me mugging myself off for an hour. It's now tighter than it's been. I'm more, I'm match fit with it. I'm actually going to finish recording the podcast now, going to read over my bits again, tighten it up, work it a wee bit and make sure that it's really in good fighting health for next Friday and Saturday because I can't wait to do it and I can't wait to get a drink on Saturday night. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've actually got quite a fun week this week. I'm, uh, I am doing boy town on monday night which would be nice tuesday night i'll be off i'll be in the house with la familia which i'm looking forward to doing as well wednesday i'm going on a date with her indoors with the with the missus and we're going to go for a bite to eat and then we're going to go to the cinema going to see 1917 i'm excited about that i'm looking forward to that and then thursday friday saturday papa's working i've got pug ugly's comedy club which is now rebranded pugs comedy club which is starting this Thursday. And in Pugs Comedy Club this week, it's myself, Mickey Bartlett, and Leona McDonough. Leona? Leone McDonough. I confuse myself with Ryan there because sometimes in my head I become the Dr. Zeus, you know? I start like, just rhyming and I start end up being like, hey, my name is Sam I am, Sam I am. I've got green eggs and ham. Do you want some spam? Do you want to see my ram? Do you want to suck my dick? I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that, that I just do. I rhyme. So it's Mickey Bartlett and Leone McDonough. Donna, whatever, uh, Leonie Pony she goes by, I don't know if that's a stage name, but hey, her name's very special, so we'll just call her Leonie, like Cher, or Madonna, for ease of, ease of reference, but I'm excited about that, then Friday, I'm in Bogans in Oma, and I'm doing the show, and I can't wait to do it, I love the show, Bogans is a great bar, so if you guys are out having drinks in Bogans, fire the fuck upstairs, come and see me. And then on Saturday in the limelight, listen, I don't want to keep posting about the show because I know it's mundane content, but I need to sell that baby. I need to get that a full house. The tickets are selling really well and we're on course to sell out. So this week, if you haven't got your tickets, get them. Get them, get them, get them. And I will see you on Saturday. And guess what? After the show, I'll do pints. I'll drink, have a beer with people. I'll get photos. I'll do all that jazz. And I'm looking forward to it. You know, And then that'll be basically the tour over i have one more date in galway to do but it's in the middle of march because of a reschedule and thing so i'm basically saying the end of the tour is this saturday but i've one extra date to do which is just the one off in galway so i mean i'm really looking forward to that you know it's going to be a very nice time um so yeah all i'd really say now guys is the sort of boring stuff i need um if you are you know, listeners of this podcast regularly and you haven't bothered to rate and review it, you know, do, please, because at the minute, last time I checked, I had ha- I did have, um, I did have, I think it was 119 um, rate, ratings and reviews from a podcast, so um, I feel like, I feel like it would be nice to get a nice round 120 let me check here and see if i've got it it'll be a really nice and it'll be emotional i might cry um but yeah it'd be nice if you did and again everything's going to be able to be transferred over to the new podcast so all the hard work that i've put into getting 118 five star reviews and one three star um i'm going to try and keep moving forward and keep improving 
the content that I put out. Yeah, still 119, fuck's sake. But um, yeah, from next week, it'll be the Sly Guy podcast, and I'm excited about it, you know. Um, the same will be on Patreon as well, the same commitment. There'll be more work going out. There'll be more stuff going out. There'll be actual better-looking merch that people will enjoy to wear. There'll be um, a video podcast coming out. I've worked all this stuff out sound-wise. The podcast, I think, sounds good. If you would want it to sound any better, let me know. But in terms of like actual how, how it is, I reckon it's as, you know for the setup that I have at the minute, it's, it's spot on. So I don't think I'll be changing that up to maybe too much. Just get a backdrop and get a, a camera, which I've already sorted. So, I mean, look, there's going to be some changes and it's going to be for the better. So don't, you know... Don't mourn the fact that the weird podcast is gone. You know, celebrate the fact that it was here. And it's just grown up from being like this young, you know, kind of pubeless guy in school to being just the biggest fuckboy in, in college. You know what I mean? This guy, this guy's got a Brazilian. Like, guys shouldn't have Brazilians. It's weird, but this guy's got one. He's rocking it. You know, he's not even Brazilian. He's from Kirkubbin. But he's, he's got a Brazilian because that's the kind of guy he is. That's what my podcast is like and that's what we're going to do and that's what you're going to get. Yeah. So to go now on to the last ever Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast listeners' questions. First question of the day is from Phil McSee. Happening, Davey. I'm sure you've seen ITV's Korean import Fever Dream, The Masked Singer. My question is, aside from your obvious choice of Red Panda, which animal do you reckon the comedy squad would choose? Also, hope you're watching the Royal Rumble this weekend. First and foremost, I'll address the Royal Rumble thing. I'm not. Uh, I just, I'm, I don't watch wrestling really anymore. And it's a weird thing, because again, I used to love watching it, but now... It's just not something that I, I get time to watch. You know, it's it's a sad thing, but, you know, I'm out, I'm doing other things. I'm working hard, I'm making content, I'm speaking with designers, getting new flipping logos sorted to launch podcasts. I just don't have any time in the day. Whenever I'm just getting some downtime, what I like to do is go to my bed, take all my clothes off, borrow my T-shirt and just lie down with the mild semi in bed and just sort of grind against it and sleep. That's what I enjoy. So rather than watching wrestling, I'll be doing that. Um still have a lot of uh, respect and time for wrestling and you know maybe one day I'll step into a ring again who knows that might be something down the line to look at if I just keep losing weight getting sexy you know it might be like guys I can't do stand up in just my jocks I need to show off my body what can I do wrestle sweet give me the smallest skimpiest loincloth you have and I'm going to bounce around the ring and show off my balls and yuck Um. But other than animals, what do you reckon the comedy squad would be? Like, again, if I'm looking at their builds and physiques, what would they be? I'm looking at Shane. I feel he'd be some sort of lizard. You know, he'd probably be a snake because he's slender and his fingers are long and freaky. He'd be a snake. Colin would be... Um, Colin would be a bit of a thicker animal. You know, he wouldn't be like a... I'd maybe say Colin would be some sort of maybe a brown bear, perhaps. Um, Mickey would be... He'd be like... Mickey would in my opinion, would be, he'd be a warthog, you know, he's this sort of look about him, he's stocky, he's like a wee warthog, he's, he's wee short arms as well, and it's nothing to do with warthogs, but I mean, is what it is, McCann would be a bison, because they're a big stone head thing, you know, he's his head's so large and in charge, like he'd be a big bison, um, Woodsy would be, Woodsy would be like a wise old oil type thing, Kieran would be, I mean, I see Kieran maybe being like he likes to relax and float. So I'd say Kieran would maybe be some sort of like a manatee type thing, sea cow maybe. And let me see who else is in the squad. That's about about it, isn't it? Make me yeah. Yeah. I mean that'll be it. So there'd be plenty of uh fun animals there and again you could be something totally different like so just to mix things up, if I wasn't being a red panda, I would be a a big mascot looking geisha girl because people would be like surely that's not and boom it is Dave you know but I do quite enjoy the mask singer mainly because when I put it on Holly just is entranced by it again I think it's one of the most ridiculous things in the world they're like chatting about who it could be well you know I think it could probably be Margot Robbie might actually be Brad Pitt or Russell Crowe all A-listers takes your head off who is it Bianca from EastEnders you know and then I was mugging it off for a week on week and then 
my favourite guy, Justin Hawkins from The Darkness, was on it. I mean, why did he not win it? And I mean, how did they not know it was him? It was extremely obvious when he's going, Ooh, were you here before? Would look you in the eye. You're just like an angel. Your skin makes me cry. You float like a feather in a beautiful world. So fucking special. I wish I was special. I'm a creep. How did they not guess? Like, who's that? I'm going to say that is, in fact, John Major. No, it's Justin from The Darkness, all right? Um, but yeah, it's a bizarre show. Annie McComas said, how do you think it would change our day-to-day life if animals could talk? Um, I think it would make you closer to losing your mind on a daily basis because you'd be, first of all, start and be like, who the fuck is talking to me? You know, be like, you just hear voices behind you and just be like, birds in the morning because it's birds are always squawking they're always gossiping at each other and you'd be going why are they slavering why why is this bird in my window still looking at me just when i've got out of the shower and the guy's like to be fair you see the voice going the beef because ray winston vo- voices the birds the beef he's just out of a road shower why is cock so small i'd be like what who's saying that why where's oh, and i'd hear clink clink the window we bake be like i'm talking to you small cook i'd be like what that's why I'm fucking talking to you, small cook. And I'd be like, why are you talking to me? He goes, because I'm a fucking bird and I'll talk you, cook. And I'd just be freaking out. Then I'd go out to see my dog. Um, Charlie would just be lying in his bed asleep. And he'd just be waking up. And I would look down and I'd be like, morning, Charlie. And he'd be like, hello, daddy. I'd be like, what? How are you? I'm Charlie and I'm a dog. And I'd be like, what? Because how much Chinese? This is the way I talk. Because how much Chinese? Oh, I'm a Shizu. This is how we speak. I'd be like, but Charlie, why do you let me out? I need to do peace. What? Let me out. I need to do peace outside now. Be like, but Charlie, I need to go to peace outside now. I'd be like, all right, bring him down to do a piss. And instead of like him jumping at the door to get let back in again, he'd be like, let me in. He's fucking freezing in. My dick go cold. I'd be like, all right, get in. But Charlie would like snack. Obviously, stupid fucker. I'd be like, right, okay, that's that. I just just get out the back there. He'd be like, no, bit Charlie, get out the back, no, Charlie, get out, no. I'd just be irritating, you know. And then you'd sort of see like seagulls on your way to work, maybe a squirrel in the bush, you know. That'd be freaking you out too. I just think overall it would really affect our lives, you know what I mean? And then you'd probably see like roadkill and birds would be flying over, being like. Terrible fucking waste, that. Terrible fucking waste. You know, it would definitely freak you out. Um, and then you see dogs in the street, you know, so they, they'd be sniffing each other's arses, being like, mm, yeah, pervs and all, you know. Um, so I think it would definitely cause a mental breakdown. Um, it would be entertaining maybe to some extent, but there's so many animals and they're always making noises, so you'd always be hearing talking. It'd be freaky. I got down a wormhole there, Andy, but I appreciate that. Um... Daniel McTurnan has said, "Would you rather have an over? Would you rather have oversized feet or oversized hands? Both would be a pain in the dick. I mean, I don't really know how oversized you're chatting because basically, I do have quite big feet. They're my feet are size twelve and they're not long or thick. They're wide. You know what I mean? Like I could probably walk on water if I didn't weigh as heavy as I do. Um." But, I mean, I'd probably rather have oversized feet because, like, if they're even, like, big, freaky clown feet, at least when you're sat down, you know, you can just flop them there. Whereas if your hands were oversized, you could, like, type on a computer. You could, like, play PlayStation or use a phone and, you know, anytime you'd be jacking off, your dick would only go up to your end. You know, it'd just be so whack. You know, it'd be, um, I'd all be all about having big, freaky feet. Uh, John Joe Flood has said, not a question, but just sat down at the SSE to see Geddes. Wife bought me tickets for Christmas. She knows I'm a weird guy, a big Papa Bear fan, and I bought these tickets thinking that we were here to see Daddy Bear Dave. Do not fret though, as the limelight tickets are purchased. Hey man, listen, your wife obviously has mistook two sexy bear guys for one another. Um, and also... You've got two treats out of that because Colin's show at the SSE was fantastic. You got to give, have a great night at that and then to make matters worse, 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 to make matters worse, 
Man, I am having a breakdown to make matters worse. The week later, boom, you're coming to see my limelight show anyway. So two birds, one stone. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you went to see Get Us a Show. What did you think of it? Let me know. I'd be keen to get your feedback, but I really enjoyed it. thought it was great, and also it was a great spectacle to be a part of. And um, yeah, local comedy's going great guns at the minute, isn't it? Uh, Colin McGee has said it's date night tonight. Which means M&S Chicken, Glenn's Vodka and Love Island. Listen, my man, don't you hold back. You know, you know romance. Bit of chicken, bit of Glenn's the exciting vodka, bit of Love Island. I'm probably a bit of your ass, I would say, my friend. Um, but what's your go-to date night for you and the missus? Well, what I'm going to say is we normally like to go to gigs. You know, not comedy gigs, music gigs. The last time thing we went to was Snow Patrol, which was nice in the limelight. It was a good time, but normally if we were to do a proper date night, it would definitely involve going for some drinks, going for a bit of dinner. Now that we're a wee bit older, we'd probably like to throw a show in there, like a, like some music or something, because nowadays I find that after dinner, it would just be like, do you want to just go back to bed? And I'd be like, oh, why, for a wee bit of, of hanky-panky? And she'd be like, nah, for full sleep. And I'd go, yeah, of course, I was only <laughs> only joking. But in my head, I'm like, oh, no, I definitely I definitely want a bit of that, if you know what I'm saying. You know, but again, when you're older, you're married, you know, getting the leg overs, not as as easy. You know, it's not as fun, maybe, for your, your betrothed as it once was. You know, it's become a bit more of a chore than a pleasure, but... You know, I'm excited about Wednesday night. We have a date night coming up. We're going to go for a bit of dinner, have some Indian food down in, in Bali Home, where we live, and then go to the cinema to watch 1917. And now, is that great for me? Yes, because it's going to be my cheat day on my diet, so I'm going to enjoy I say cheat day. It'll be my cheat meal, and then I'll get sweets at the cinema because I love sweets at the cinema. But I'm excited about it, get some Indian food, and then just go for some sweets and a movie. Like, that's a great date night for me. Um, definitely changes. Like, when I was younger, it would have been... Uh, it would have been, you know, go for lots of drinks, and then just do whatever you could to try and get snogging, you know? Show your skills off. Get back to the house and get a wee, get a wee tash on, as I say. In Geordie Shore, you know? Um, and ideally... If you can, you know, somehow get your bottoms off, bingo, you know. But again, as you get older, that changes. Craig Walker said, hello, my friend. Hello, my friend. Before I ask my thought-provoking question, I just wanted to give a thank you for all your hard work and dedication to the Weird Podcast before it took, it's taken around the back and shot dead. Rest in peace, the weird podcast. You brought me so many laughs and helped brighten the mood in some really shite days. More importantly, my last ever question for the weird podcast is can you tell a story about an alcoholic drink that you can no longer drink anymore because one night in the past you drank it until you nearly dropped dead? For me, it's the Sambuca. That death liquid can fuck off. Well, Craig, my friend, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, it's not like there's nothing I've really drank that I've just not you know I'm that kind of guy that you know I've not blamed being absolutely blitzed on a drink per se more the fact that I've put in a lot of it into me like the most disgrace I've ever been and you know it was probably a sight to behold was one Halloween when I was living in a student house we had <clears throat> We had no plans to do anything. It was myself and three of my mates lived in the flat, or the house, sorry, and um, we had no plans on Halloween night, so we just thought, right, here, should we nip up to the centre in Stranmillis, see if they've got any Halloween outfits, and then go to the off-licence, and I said, that sounds like a great idea. Headed up to the centre, no Halloween outfits, all we found was blood. You know, like, not real blood, fake blood. So it was like, right, we'll buy that and we'll improvise when we get back to the house. So did that, went into the off-licence. Um, again, I think it was more the fact that we didn't have a load of dough at that point. So we bought a litre of uh, Colin's favourite drink, Glenn's, the exciting vodka. And then the mixer was just that C&C blackcurrant. And we thought, oh, it'll probably be grand. In my head, I'm thinking, listen, we're drinking vodka 
and there's going to be a lot of water in that. You know, we water down the dilute, we drink it. It's hydration. It'll be grand. We'll not get that blocked. It'll be sweet. So we went back to the house, started playing Ring of Fire, which is a variation of the game Kings. Started drinking that. We are like, what are we actually going to wear for the night? So we are improvising with costumes. Um, by costumes, just our wardrobe. I think we all just put on a t-shirt and covered ourselves in fake blood. And we're just like, we're zombies. You know, one of the, the things that we did, we found an old leather jacket and cut the sleeves off and tried to incorporate that. Then we just realised, probably won't work. Left that, minded our own business, right? We started drinking. Playing Ring of Fire, I was drinking. I couldn't taste the vodka. I'm like, this blackcurrant stuff is sweet. Just tastes like really nice watery gear. Before I realised it, I'd probably done, I know, seven-eighths of a litre of vodka in the space of probably an hour and a bit. And... Then I started to go get myself sorted to leave. And I remember at one point being in my room, going from feeling really sweet to within a matter of seconds being like, oh, I'm fully going to pass out here. My head was spinning as I go, no. I put my hands on my desk in my, in my room and just booked all over it. And then I was rather than going, oh, no, I've just been sick and fucked. I went, happy days, lads. Let's get out and go into the town. So we headed out. More drinks happened. I think the drink of the time was, um, was it Burn? It used to be an alternative to Red Bull. I think we drank Burn and vodka all night. Um, in would have been Stiff Kitten, which is now like, I don't know what it's called, the Armitage Shank or something. But it was Stiff Kitten we went to. And then I had this real tradition of whenever I was just so blocked, I would just go, right, lads, I'm out of here. And by when I say, I'd say, right, lads, I'm out of here. What happened would be, I'd go, I'm waiting for a piss. And by piss, I mean fucking hell, I'm going home, I'm blocked. So I remember doing that, getting myself home to the house, getting the front door. By that stage, I don't know what was up with me. I was feeling really warm. I was like, I just need to get my clothes off and get to bed. I just need to get my clothes off, get in the bed and go sleep. So I remember getting my key in the door, and at the front door in the mat, just closing the door, I stripped completely naked at the door, threw all my clothes to the side, and just tried to make my way to the bedroom. First step in our house was weird because it was like tiled. You went in, bit of tiling, then carpet. So I stood in the tiles and was like, <sniffs> I was like, oh no, my feet are stuck to the tiles. I was like, I don't like that. And what I'll try and do instead is, you know, look for something to, to cover my feet. So what I did was just like look around and all I could do was find uh, uh pair of like old formal shoes so I just put these formal shoes on black leather shoes and um, made my way up the stairs so by this point I'm nude apart from these leather shoes I make my way up the stairs by this point I'm like you know what it's a student house it's not that hot I'm a bit chilly I feel my nipples poking out you know I feel my little penis turning into the head of a turtle. It's popping back in its shell. Let's just say that. I get to the top of the stairs, and there it is, hanging over the banister, the sleeveless leather jacket. And I think, ooh, that'll keep me a bit warm. Because by this point, it's like, I'm going to be being sick here. So I pop that on, headed into the bathroom. So all I'm wearing, a pair of leather, leather shoes, black leather shoes, a black sleeveless leather jacket. And then I go in, I'm doing my business and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to be sick. So then I start throwing up, throwing up, throwing up, throwing up, going, oh no, this is terrible. There's not never going to be book stopping coming out of me here. So then after that, I thought I need to try and rinse my face. Can't do that in the sink because I can't stand up. So I crawled across the shower, turned it on, ended up booking in the shower. Next thing you realize, I've passed out. The shower's beating against the wall. I'm lying on my face in the shower, facing down. My arms are by my side. I'm just wearing these brown, black leather shoes and black leather jacket with no sleeves. So then, needless to say, my flatmates come home. Quite an interesting sight to come home to. They walk up the stairs and see me lying in nothing but leathers, but only a leather waistcoat and shoes face down in a shower looking like I've just been to Michael Barrymore's party. You know, I don't look like I'm in a good way. Let's be honest. And there's no explaining why I'm dressed like that. Why do I look like I'm part of the village people? You know, why am I lying there looking like I've been ravaged? Hey, because 
having a bit too much to drink. So, Craig, what I'm going to say is that Glenn's, the exciting vodka, is something I don't think I have drank since that day, because of that main reason. Jess Jane has asked, shaven or unshaven? I mean, I'm going to say for that story, I was shaven, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm going to just assume it's pubes you mean here, you know, I don't know whether it's on me or on other people, you know, if it's me now, hey, I'm just a natural guy, that's the way it is, adults are supposed to be adults, so yeah, you know, I do like a bit of unshaven, obviously I have a beard on my face, do you know what I'm saying, it's a nice groomed beard, I would say unshaven but groomed is a good style, but also, you know, I'm not adverse to maybe taking a wee trim to things, you know, I don't like a, 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 an 80s, a 70s bush, but also I don't like a completely big bald area because you know what? Children don't have hair, you know? And I don't think anyone who's grown up should be like, I want to look like a child in that department, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to say, bit of hair, bit of unshaven, but I've had to pick unshaven. Look, Gorman, Dagish, Dave, here's a weird video that I found that might suit the weird podcast before the change to the Sly Guy podcast. Very funny, but also strange. Um, let me go and see what's going on. Um, yeah, this story is definitely strange. That's how we look and see what's going on. Um, the, I'm just trying to help you. I'm sorry, but I don't need your help. Y- yes, you do, motherfucker. <laughs> you do. You do need my help, sir. Can't you see that, you son of a bitch? Could you please? Oh, what's going on here, right? It's some woman in a supermarket, and the title of the video is I'm trying to save you, motherfucker. So it's like obviously some woman who is trying to, like, I don't know, bring the word of Christ into people's lives. But, I mean, I think she's going about it in quite uh, an aggressive way. Let's hear some more about what she's going to say. Let me check out my groceries. Fuck you! I'm trying to help you, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is... Hey, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. I don't have sinners. to do anything. We're all sinners. Okay. I, he was not, he's not going to force you to do you're it. You're sinning right now. No, I'm not, motherfucker. Huh? You fucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here, you fucking accuser. <laughs> um, you motherfucking accuser. Get the fuck out of here. Wow. You motherfucking accuser. <laughs> tell you what that is a long video it's another six minutes of that but i can imagine it's, it's much more the same um but yeah it's pretty strange what i also like about that and it's a great phrase i'm going to start using the people you motherfucking accuser <laughs> anyone that you just don't like just call them an accuser merely what's happening there is a guy's getting a bit of grub he's trying to just he's finished work he's getting a bit of grub going home to cook it and some woman's like hey fucker <laughs> Like, I mean, if you're trying to be safe, somebody you don't introduce, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to fucking save you, fuck's sake, fucker. I love that. Um, But, I mean, you know what? I actually was going to not watch more of that, but I can't, I need to see a bit more. This woman, this is great. Accuser of the fucking brethren, you motherfucker. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Hey, man, chill out. <laughs> I, I just want to get some groceries and go home. You guys just get some macaroni and go <laughs> home to this house here. Such aggressive way to spread the Lord's word. <laughs> just imagine you're just walking down the street. Like, to be fair, it might be effective in some parts. Like, you see those guys who just stand and don't speak and offer you the wee leaflets. You know, I, I would more than likely not take a leaflet because you're just going about your life. Whereas, if there's a guy, like a Jehovah's Witness guy, just standing with a leaflet and he was like, Hey, fucker. I go, excuse me? Go, yeah, you fucking piece of shit. Would you like some fucking Christ in your life? I'd be like, eh, man. Why are you talking to me like this? Fuck you, accuser. I'd be like, yeah, man, I don't know what it is you're about, but for sure, I'm on board. You know, I would definitely be all for that. But look, thank you very much for bringing that video into my life. But people, definitely check it out. It's brilliant. Queef Burglar, 69. Oh, no, I told my dad not to be asking me questions in the podcast. Doesn't fucking listen. I said, why are y'all killing the podcast? Shit's the bomb, yo. Um... I'm not killing the podcast. I'm just renaming it. It's going to be the same podcast, same content, but it's going to look cooler and people want to wear it in t-shirts. All right? 
So don't worry, but I appreciate you speaking so highly of the podcast. It means a lot. Chris Henning has said, well, Dave, have to say, why are you changing the name of the podcast? Sly Guy. What is it? The hashtag disappointed weirdo. Hey, you can still be a weirdo, but just what I want to say is, look, it's all about branding. It's all about looks. You know, you have to be um, doing things in a certain way to try and improve. Do you know what I mean? And that's that's just all part of it. So, and um, that's what I'm, what I'm at, you know, and I'm hoping that people, uh, I'm hoping that people get behind the new podcast as I have this. Again, it's going to be out in the same channel. There'll be more Patreon stuff under this alias. It's just going to be better all around. So hopefully you all get behind it, please. I'd much appreciate that. I don't know what that voice was. I don't know why I did it. Right, let me see. Amy Elliott has said, Hiya, hope all is well. Missed your National Trust vlogs today. Hey, Amy, listen. The National Trust has made a decision that they don't want younger, hip, cool people going to their properties. But that's fine. That's their choice. If they want to live in the past and they don't want a brand ambassador like me, that's fine. I'll find some people that do want me as a brand ambassador, you know. But I cannot wait to see your show in the limelight. Thank you very much. I'm really looking forward to the show myself, and I hope you enjoy it, you know. I hope you have a nice time. Make sure you take some pictures. That's one thing that I always would say to people. See if you're going to take pictures of my gig. Feel free, but don't have a flash on. You know, it's nice to see just, you know, how sexy I'm looking on stage. I always say to people, if, you know, take me photo, I can put it on my Instagram, you know of me doing my thing, make sure the angles are good, make sure my face makeup still looking contoured, but for sure, um, do that. Callum Doyle has said, it's all good, Davey, Davey. Quick question for the pod. If I'm not too late, you're on death row, likely for something questionable, but when people hear um, what you did, they're just like, oh, well, of course, what's your final three-course meal? I mean, I think I've answered this about 17 times throughout um, the last 115 episodes plus like 157 or something to Boytown. But I mean, at this stage, I'm just going to have scallops to start, surf and turf to finish. And then once you finish the main, which is what I meant by finish, you're having some nice banoffee with a bit of ice cream and then you know what I'm going to sit in the corner and I'm going to drink a bottle of Baileys and then I'm going to see I'm just going to be done you know that's probably what I'm at um, Daniel Hughes what a horrible way to end the weird podcast with his question where is Shane Todd he's, he's here he's just back from New York if that's what you're trying to allude to from the Boytown podcast disappearance yeah he just took himself off to New York for a bit and that'll be nice content for the Weird Podcast tomorrow or the Weird Podcast tomorrow sorry the Boytown Podcast tomorrow oh whoa Freudian slip but um, <clears throat> that's that that's the end of the podcast you know I just want to say to everybody who has supported the podcast over the years thank you very much and anyone that has retweeted rated or reviewed shared the podcast in the Instagram stories whatever I appreciate it. You know, we started off with like four listeners every week. I was looking at the numbers going, oh, no. Then we sort of somehow got it up to where it is at now. And it's sort of plateauing a bit in and around 500, four and a half, 500 listens a week. And now I want to break that a thousand mark. And that's what I'm going to try and do with the rebranding. Listen, the weird podcast will never die. It'll live on in our hearts. But we'd never wear it in T-shirts. So... I just want to say, guys, please, you know, this week, share the podcast as much as you can. Whenever the Sly Guy podcast comes out, please get behind it as you had this podcast. And, you know, I guess the only thing really left to do now in the last ever episode of the Weird Podcast is to finish with a slight rendition of James Blunt's Goodbye, My Lover. Did I disappoint you? I let you down. Should I be feeling guilty? Or let the judges frown? Cause I saw the end before we'd begun. Yes, I saw you were blinded. And I knew I'd won. So I took what's mine by eternal right. I took your soul out into the night. It may be over, but it won't stop there. I am here for you. 
If you'd only care. I'm not going to sing this next bit because it's annoying, but I'll just do. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friends. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Goodbye, my lover. Goodbye, my friends. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. Bye, guys. Love you.